Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cannablogger's Corner on the You Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andy Cannablogger, and this week we are talking with Sarai Mora, better known as Mercine, her favorite terpene, if you're into that sort of thing, which I personally am. Her woman-owned clothing brand, Mercine, features her favorite terp, obviously, and also donates Last year was 5%, but if you listen to the show, you'll hear what she's got planned. But she's donating uh, a lot of her money to uh, social justice causes, most recently the Last Prisoner Project. I highly recommend you looking that up. And she's got some more stuff uh, she's looking for down the pike. But before I do that, I'd like to thank Chris Cantori and his You Podcast Network for giving our show a platform and getting us out to you guys. And uh, as always, I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And uh, now, without further ado, let's get to know Miss Sarai Mora. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and nerdy. Bring to me to look to you speak my language. Your elf ears don't need explaining. All I really need for you to do is just... Please talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. All right, here we are, another episode of Cannabloggers Corner. And today I am blessed to sit down and talk with Sara E. Mora. Now, I had to go through this and, you know, make sure that I was pronouncing that name right. So uh, let's all welcome Sara E to to the corner, sitting in the corner with us. Uh, we'll get to know her a little bit. Uh, how you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. It's uh, uh, pretty exciting. Thank you for being here. I really do appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to getting to know you, getting to know all the stuff you're doing. Um so let's let's get right to it. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about is your uh, Mercine line. Um, I don't know if you pronounce the dot in the middle there, but Mer dot scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just Mercine. Uh, it wasn't available just without dot on on uh, on the socials. So, so for those of you familiar with Terps, you you already know what Mercine is. But in, in case somebody is. Uh, a little rusty on on their terp profiles. Uh, let, let's talk about the actual terp for a second. Tell me um, why is Mercine your favorite terpene? Oh, um, okay. Well, the most easy answer is that it's found in mangoes, and um, I'm in love with mangoes. I've loved them even longer than I've liked uh, cannabis. You know, um, I've like mad about mangoes as a child and I still am and um, just learning that you know the, the terpene is found in both mangoes and cannabis which is my two like, favorite fruits uh, or flowers I should say mm -hmm. plants um, it just kind of you know um, yeah it just kind of hits all the things and also it's super abundant it's actually one of the main terpenes in all cannabis so um but honestly, the, my, the reason I chose it was it sounded the coolest. <laughs> it looked the coolest to me, like limonene, everybody knows about that. Um, beta caryophylline, like who's going to be able to pronounce that or read it, you know? So exactly. Mercy just kind of, you know, 
Um, yeah, I think it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. And also it's like antimicrobial and, um, I believe it's also in barley. Um, so it's just a lot, a lot of cool stuff about it. And especially the name though. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's one of those healing aspects of the actual plant. And like you said, I mean, every terpene that's in cannabis isn't just found in cannabis. It's found in stuff all over the world. You know, you've got terpenes in broccoli, you've got terpenes in, like you said, <laughs> mangoes and, you, and that citrus taste you, you, you get, you know, that that's a terpene. So that's great. I, I, I love that you're bringing terpenes out into the public eye because everybody talks about uh, THC and CBD and all the cannabinoids and stuff. But I, I really think that we need to pay more attention to the terpenes because, you know, that that's what ties it all together. You know, if you don't have oh my your gosh, terps, yeah. if you don't have your terps, you know, you, you get a little high, it lasts a second and that's it. You know, your, your terps <laughs> let you just kind of ride it out and gives you that specific kind of high that you're looking for. That's right. Yeah. I, um, you know, honestly, I didn't know much about turbines, um, let's say five years ago. Um, but, uh, my partner, he's an avid, um, he's a grower. He works at a big cultivation spot. And ever since I met him, he's been doing some kind of thing like that. And he, uh, introduced me to dabbing, which, you know, is concentrated cannabis. Yeah. Right. And he's like, you know, I, at first I didn't understand it, but he's like, look, the terpenes um, are like the message, the, 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 the flower is the mess, the messenger, you right. know? Um, and he's, he, he basically explained it. Like, if you have a dab, you're, you're having the message, you're directly having the message without so much messenger in it, you know, like the, when you're burning the flower and stuff like that. So he's like, if you melt it, it's not the same. And, um, that was really my intro to terpenes. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so kind of just been learning more and more. And um, oh, also I took a, a workshop through the Tricome Institute. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, they're pretty cool. They're in Colorado, but they went and did a, a workshop. So I mean, I, I think they do them all over. Um, and that was like an eight-hour class about terpenes. So that's when I really, <laughs> really learned more about it. Um, that was about three years ago, so. So, yeah, I mean, it's always you, been in my mind. You can take an eight hour class on it, guys. I mean, it, there's a lot to terps. Don't just write them <laughs> off. You know, don't just think that it's just terp bros going, yeah, terps. No, no. It, 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 like she said, it's the message. You got to get the message from cannabis. So, but mm -hmm. now let's shift from terps and let's talk about the Mercine line that you're putting out. Um, what kind of products are, are you putting out there? Um, well, right now we have uh, clothes and accessories, um, I think kind of covers it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, um, let's say pants, there's uh, shirts, t-shirts, tank tops, long sleeves, uh, sweaters, sweatshirts. Um, I got some masks because, you know, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time, you know, um, it's, it's the new normal. <laughs> yep. So everybody, um, everybody wants a matching mask. You know, uh, so I have that now. Um, it is the hot accessory of 2021. So if your mask <laughs> doesn't go with your shoes, you may as well just stay home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I mean, you know, uh, honestly, for me, it's I don't get out much, so it's pretty easy to uh, make sure my stuff matches. Um, yeah, same here. But yeah. yeah. It's... <laughs> so now you're not just putting out clothes and pants and stuff like that. You're not just, you know, buying some pants and reselling them. You, you've got these really neat, symmetrical, geometric designs going all through them. <laughs> Um, you know, and it's not just, it's not just a pot leaf design. No, uh, it's a lot of, there's a lot of lines. There's a lot of stuff going on. Who designs all that? Um, well, I do. Um, I actually, uh, went to school for art, um, and I've been trying out a lot of different things. Um, I've done, um, graphic design, of course I've done, uh, photography, oil painting, watercolor, I've done glass design, um, glass blowing, uh, sculpture, plant art, all the things. Um, and I just, you know, I'm like, I need to find something that like, I can just like something more concise to focus on. And this kind of became, you know, like I love cannabis. I use it every day. Um, so it's, that's a constant in my life. And, um, and then art and i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna try to merge these things and so that's kind of how it's worked i mean the the geometric design um i love kaleidoscopes oh, so yeah. um and fractals and uh visions i don't know if you you know um trying out different plant medicines uh can sometimes give you these these visions and ideas and uh, yep. yeah the the kaleidoscope thing is really it actually started from a photo that I took okay. um, in our, in my, in my garden. And I shouldn't say mine. I should say my partner's garden. Cause he's the one that really, <laughs> really tends to it. But um, yeah. So I took a picture of one of the, one of the flowers that he, um, that he grew and then I edited it and I came up with this design and it just kind of went from there. Um, now, that's yeah. I, I see you've got some artwork there uh, behind you. Is that your stuff? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's so awesome. I have um thank you. Yeah, I have I actually have my clothes back. Um here, this is my office, my little office here at the house, and then it's filled with uh artwork of mine because you know, it's my little office, so yeah, exactly. I've <laughs> I, yeah, I've I'll been collecting have to, a lot. I'll have to put some of that up in the show notes and on, on the website because it, it's it's gorgeous. I, I wish I wish everybody listening could see what I'm seeing right now because the colors, the way they dance and everything, it really, really is, it's striking. That, that's the only word that I can think of to use. Thank you so much. That that means a lot. And um, yeah, I, I, um, I make a lot of art and I always have, but it's just uh, the getting it out there part can be kind of weird for me. And I know for a lot of other artists as well, it's like, you know, just yep. um, the self-promotion doesn't come naturally, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be recognized. Well, your art really is, you've got, you've got talent. You've got a lot of talent, in my humble opinion. You've, I say you've got a lot of talent here, and uh, I, would, I would love to see your stuff exhibited somewhere. We, we, i, I got to get the word out about this. So, uh, yeah, we'll get your art out there, um, and especially your clothing line here. But uh, now, the, these clothes, you. you don't just, like, buy them off the rack, right? This stuff is made to order. So tell me a little bit about that. 
Uh, yeah. So I, um, I have, I partnered with Printful, which is a company that anyone can partner with easily. Um, you go on there and you upload your designs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can choose from a huge catalog of different, um, you know, brands of, of clothing, like the, it's just like the plain clothes. Um, right. and then you just, that's how, that's how I developed the catalog was I looked through the items, I ordered samples and the stuff that looks the best, um, that's what makes it onto my shop. Um, but I mean, nothing, I don't have any back stock or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I have samples that I, that I ordered to make sure quality is good and the design looks good, but, um, everything's just made once someone makes an order because I know that fashion is one of like the top three polluters um, okay. in the world because w- what a lot of people didn't don't know and I didn't I certainly didn't is that a lot of fashion lines they bulk you know make all their designs yeah. and then anything that doesn't sell goes to landfills at the end of the um, the season because they don't want to discount their clothes because they don't want their brand, losing you know it's it's yeah, standard exactly. of you know the pricing so i mean so you that's think that crazy they, to me you think that they'd like donate it to uh you know <laughs> like you see that the the memes and stuff you know, donating to some third world country somewhere but no they, they wind up in landfills and that's that is a total waste when we got people who desperately need clothes but uh yeah but this um for this instance you for your made to order don't expect like a 24 hour rush shipping right you know give it right. some time because you you're making this when they order it you know it's, it's not just you know fast food you, uh, you pull up to the window you say hey i want a t-shirt you pull up and it's right there for you no 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 this is you you say hey i want a t-shirt with this design on it and sara e says okay let's let's do it and then she actually goes and makes it and sends it to you. Yeah, so it, that's that's almost right. Except there's one last one Uh-oh. little end part that you mentioned was so I don't personally make them. Um, the, right. The fulfillment manufacturer at Printful does, but yes, it, they they have my design there ready to print anytime someone asks for it. Um, like you said, it's not like, you know, like a drive-thru where they just have boxes sitting there full of my stuff and they just pull one out. Like definitely has to be made. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think too, that, um, we're so used to getting everything so fast, you know, like Amazon 24 hour, two day delivery, whatever. And it's like, you know, that that's great. But, it takes a lot of resources on the back end um, to oh, do that, that type of thing. Because uh, look, so. and I'm guilty of it. I, I'll be the first to admit that I'm guilty of it. I've got Amazon Prime, and I use that shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, I, we do too. I'll, I'll admit. If I look at something, you know, say I want to order something, and it's like, oh, this will come in a week from now. I'm like, no, fuck that. I want something 24 <laughs> hours. That's right. Yeah, I think it, it, it's it's definitely taught me patience because I have to wait on samples too. But um, I think it's also good for the collective. Like yeah. we need to learn to not be so instant gratification. You know, um, exactly. It's like it's where, okay to wait a little bit. Where are we going? You know, we're not doing anything. <laughs> wait a week and get your shirt the way you want it, not just some prepackaged crap. And let me tell you this: my my wife does a lot of uh, reselling on Poshmark and uh, ThreadUp. Oh. And I'll, 
if you look behind me, I know that, you know, this is audio only listeners can't see this, but I'm in my garage and there is a ton of crap that part of it is my sister-in-law's junk. But then my wife has these totes full of clothing that she's reselling. And I'll be honest, it gets cluttered. It gets cluttered, stuff gets in the way, and it's like, oh, come on. I just want to walk in a straight line in my own home. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I am sure your partner appreciates not having boxes all over the house. Yeah, I, I think he does. Um, but that's not to say that I don't have boxes of like art supplies and other stuff oh, around. Yeah, you know, everybody's got <laughs> clutter, but I mean, at least you don't have boxes of t shirts lying around. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't I definitely didn't want to get into into, you know, um, into that, into storing a lot of stuff here at home, because I, I know a few friends who also have clothing lines and they were in that in that exact position. Like yeah. I went to their house and it was like boxes everywhere. And I'm like, wait, what is this? They're like, oh, I should my new line came in. And I'm just like, oh, this is how it is. Huh? Yep. Like that's not going to work for me. Yeah. And that and that's that's the norm quote unquote, you know, that's the huge. So, I mean, for you yeah. to have basically for you to be so environmentally conscious and then you're ensuring that people are getting exactly what they want, not just some, like we were talking about prepackaged stuff that's sitting in a box. So yeah, seriously, once you're, once you're done listening to this podcast, get out there. We're going to have links up order some shit because it's really good so <laughs> thank that, you appreciate that now that's your mercine line uh you have other lines too don't you well i'm working on a few others um i i do have a few other um like channels i guess on instagram where i put my other um creative things yeah. um but i am working on actual um other clothing lines because I have two. I just have so many ideas, and um, I I got to thinking maybe you know maybe not everybody is down for some cannabis themed clothing. Maybe some people want some other stuff, you know, like yep. people outside the cannabis community because I do know some of those people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I got some other ideas in the in the um, in the pipeline, and I actually am going to do a line with my son. Um, we just made uh, these cool leggings. Um, with like flower designs too but just regular flowers okay and um and i think we're gonna do some more because we we got the samples back they look cool and i'm trying to teach them to be more entrepreneurial as well yeah um so yeah but the the other pages i have um are so creatress art that's my just um my art page and that's been going for about four years uh, maybe longer and it's a lot of my um a lot of my student work and also a lot of the um the mediums that i found just me taking it a little bit further i have some light installation on, on there um some sculptures some of my paintings um yeah stuff like that well, uh, what's your um, favorite medium to work with oh uh i guess i guess oil painting is Ooh, okay one of my top uh that most of my paintings that i'm looking around my, my office here are oil paintings or, or watercolor um but uh yeah I, I also love photography and so that brings me to the next one it's um my feminist portrait gallery okay um so that that, that page is just 
just showcasing um, women and um, moms, not necessarily both, though. Um, right. You know, uh, and it's all photos that I've taken uh, of women that I know or that I've worked with. Um, and that's just, you know, my way of kind of paying homage to, to women because I think women deserve to be celebrated. And um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I could not agree more. And and you and I actually have a mutual friend there, one of my recent guests, uh, Scarlet Dream, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you've highlighted her. She's highlighted you. You know, a couple of uh, canapreneurs just holding each other up. And that's that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love her. She's the best. Um, she is definitely one of my favorite feminist uh, creators, muses, and yeah, I've taken photos of her a couple times, and uh, yeah, she models for Mercine too. So, yep. yeah, she she's great. Um, her music, yeah, standing. I seriously, I'm not kidding when I say that it is like top five in my uh, just chill vibes playlist. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I uh, when Sunday came out, I heard it like ten times in a row. Just, oh just yeah, like, like I, I could get into this, and I, I get obsessive with songs. So, yeah, I like it. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's pretty much what it, it's about. You know, enjoying it exactly. And you're it's it's all about the art. You know, whether it's music, oil on canvas, digital, whatever. It's the expression, and when that when that expression touches someone else like me when i can feel that that expression what a scarlet's trying to get out what you're trying to get out you know looking at that art in the background i can see it's like okay there's there's really something there and it it, it strikes my eyes it's and with scarlet stuff it strikes my ears goes straight to the brain and then straight to the feels straight to the feels straight <laughs> to the that. feels i love it so now okay so let's say that I'm going to buy something off of Mercine, right? Because, I mean, you, you've got, you know, stuff for men, women, unisex, all that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not just for women, but anybody could really wear this stuff. Oh, yeah. And I, um, there's a few, like, unisex options, too. Right. Um, which, you know, uh, but, yeah, there's stuff for everybody. Um, and I'm constantly adding more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, like you said, you, you, you're getting ideas all the time. That's right. <laughs> and what 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 touches me right now is you're working with your son and you're teaching him that if you've got an idea and you want to express it, do it. You know, don't mm -hmm. don't sit on it. Don't don't be afraid of what someone else is going to think about it. It's like, OK, you've got an idea. You like it. OK, let, let, let's find out how to get your idea from your head into the world. And <laughs> I didn't grow up like that. You know, my I grew up in a, a blue collar family that's like uh, just suck it up and deal. OK, you've got your own ideas, but mm -hmm. this is how it's done. And uh, I was I, I was kind of my parents were supportive to a great degree. Don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't be where I am if, if they didn't support me at some level. But uh, sometimes my more creative stuff, they're like, yeah, but make sure you got a day job which is yeah, I, which is good advice you know make sure you got a good income but it wasn't mm -hmm. the most encouraging thing they could have said <clears throat> i'm sorry um 
but okay, like I was saying, the uh, if I'm buying something off of Mercine, where's my money going? So the majority, the majority goes to uh, the fulfillment, right? So right. there's a small percentage. And actually, what I was doing last year when I was just getting started, last year, 2020, just newly into 2021. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to make it sound like it was so long ago. Um, but yeah, last year, um, since I was just getting started, I, um, I chose to give uh, 5% of the profits to Last Prisoner Project. Um, because I really liked what, what they're doing, trying to help people that are still in incarcerated because of cannabis crimes or um, people coming back into uh, society and reintegrating. They're doing a lot of stuff, honestly. Um, so I, I wanted to donate to them and that's what, I, that's what we did. Um, for this year, I'm looking at different, um, different organizations um, and I haven't chosen one yet. But what I'm, what I did change was that instead of doing five percent of profits, I'm going to do a dollar per order, That's um, awesome. just to keep it, just to keep it easy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, accounting easy and and whatnot, and that way people know exactly how much is going. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so we're going to do that, and um, I'm deciding between a few different um, organizations. I'm looking at uh, Supernova Women um normal uh new leaf um there's a bunch there's honestly oh, a yeah. lot but i'm trying to also find something that has to do with like indigenous um cannabis brands okay um because you see a lot of black uh black owned or uh latino organizations or you know organizations that are focused on that and that's amazing because i'm i'm technically latina um, so, but, but I'm also, um, thinking, you know, uh, a lot of people who, um, you know, don't, don't realize that, that indigenous, um, people and, you know, people that live here, uh, tribes are getting into the cannabis space as well. Um, my partner actually works at, at a, um, reservation, you know, at a cultivation okay. within a reservation. So I've been thinking about that a lot. And um, just thinking that like, not all other people even know that there's a dispensary there that anyone could go to, like, it's open to the public. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm, I've been trying to see if I can find some organizations like that, because there's not as many um, and try to support one of those. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you're out there, if you're listening to this and you know of an organization like that, because I'm, I'm with you, I really do believe that we need to keep them involved because they're the OGs. They've been doing this forever and they mm -hmm. know what they're doing. They know the process. They know what works and they know what doesn't. And we need to keep them involved. We need their knowledge base so that the cannabis community, the cannabis industry can grow and eventually become mainstream, you know, because now mm -hmm. we've got these, I hate to say these petty little cannabis companies that fight among themselves. I really dislike seeing that it's petty, it's childish and it's unprofessional, but you've got these, mm -hmm. whatever, um, these BIPOC owned, um, women owned, uh, cannabis cultivations cannabis uh dispensaries things like that and they've got all this knowledge they've got this knowledge and they're not out they're not out to destroy anybody you know the 
we've got people in the cannabis community and in the industry who believe that when I lift you up, you lift me up. You know, we, mm-hmm. when we, when one person wins, we all win. And, and that's, that's what we need to focus on because trying to sabotage each other, trying to destroy each other, nobody is going to listen to us. Nobody's going to take us seriously. And we, we need mm-hmm. to just sit back, chill, maybe smoke a little bit, you know, <laughs> just get, get all that shit out and let, let's just start supporting each other. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, um, I think collaboration over everything and, um, something that came to mind when you were saying is, um, what is it? The, the rising tide lifts all ships. Um, and, and that is something that I learned a, a long time ago and it's always kind of stuck with me. Um, and, and I think just, you know, just remembering, you know, whose land we're on and, where this all started and who oh, the yeah. stewards of the earth are and how we like that, that really is the best way that we can move forward is by um, centering um, those people on those practices that they have. And, you know, just, I think that'll make all the difference to, to the planet and to obviously the, the cannabis industry as, Oh yeah. You know, as we move forward. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And uh, I really think that we, we should keep them involved, get them involved and uh, just learn from them because they were here. Like you said, they were here first. We're on borrowed land. Mm-hmm. We're on stolen land. So it's like, yeah, you know, let's 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 try to right some of the wrongs that that have been done. Exactly right. Yep. Um, All right. That's exactly where I'm at. So let, let's let's get off our soapbox a little bit and let, let's talk about <laughs> some of our hobbies and interests that we share because you and I. We are sci-fi nerds. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that it's it's funny the transition too because um, uh, I feel like sci-fi is like my um, my escapism. Um, oh time. yeah. <laughs> it's like there's so much going on in the world, and you know it can really get overwhelming sometimes. And that's when I'm like, okay, it's time to turn on a, sh- a show or a movie about the future. <laughs> something where you know everything works out in the end right just just mm-hmm. that hope Some, so, something different you know all right here's the ultimate question star trek or star wars star wars okay okay i i can respect <laughs> that i can I, you know honestly i like both i love both okay go cool. but i i am definitely a trekkie Okay. I'm not even going to call myself a trekker. Not even going to call myself a trekker. You know, people want to be, you know, snotty and not Scotty, but snotty. And it's like, I'm a trekker, not a trekkie. It's like, oh. I I didn't even know about that (laughs) distinction. I honestly, Star Trek is the one um, sci fi uh, series, saga, I'm not sure what you call it, that I have not gotten into. And I don't know why. I guess I just never had someone to like be like, look, no, you got to watch this one. Like, you got you have to you know like star wars for me my dad always watched them so yeah. it was just like hey i'm gonna come watch this like as a child so like i never had someone like that with star trek but i'm not opposed to it i've heard good things so what are your what are your thoughts on the prequels i okay i liked the prequels because i was a child um when i first saw the, the old the old movies right episode uh 
four, five, six. And so when the prequel came out, I think I was probably, um, I don't know the years, right? So episode one probably came out in 2000 something. I was like 98. Okay. So I was 98 or 99. Seven years old. (laughs) I was seven or eight years old when episode one came out. So to me, it was awesome. um you know i had been growing up knowing star wars already so i'm just like oh a new star wars movie like not like an old looking one like a new (laughs) you know uh i liked it and then episode two you know i was probably you know 10 11 12 i don't know still liked it and then episode three actually episode three is my favorite of the prequels mine too and um it's intense and it really I is. cry almost every time I like literally cry almost every time <laughs> when like Padme is like telling Anakin like oh how could you're you do this like, you're breaking my heart <laughs> 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 oh my god that just makes me emotional thinking about it I know, yeah I, I, know. I love that one it's it's such a like you know I look back at it now and I realize Star Wars really is so much like dark against you know against good or light but it's really just like an inner like the inner hero's journey too because like anakin was good and then in his attempt to save you know his wife and his kids his future kids then that's when he turned to the dark side so that to me like i I don't know i just really um i really relate to that whole thing because you know I've, i've had dark times in my life and you know um it's just it's interesting because anyone can turn good or bad. It's just. And in real life, the bad guy, quote unquote, never thinks they're the bad guy. They think exactly. they're the good guy. They think they're doing what's right. So like you said, you've got this internal struggle with, okay, what is right? What's the right thing for me to do? And you see it in Anakin, you see it in Luke, and you, of course you see it in Ray. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, it's just, to me, it's the best. I, I think I just, and the, the generations to me, like yeah. how you're saying, like in Luke and Ray and like, you know, and um, Kylo Ren too, it's like, yep. and, and explaining all this to my child too, because he's seen all the Star Wars movies and that's the best because he's like, wait, why, you know, how is Kylo Ren like a Skywalker or like, and I'm like, well, you know, because his mom is Leia. So she, he's kind of, you know, um, just explaining all that. And then just seeing how like, you know, the parent story was like this. And then the child story is like this and like the parallels and God, I don't know. It's it's great to me. I I love that whole series. It it is. And, And George Lucas, when he created it, borrowed from so many timeless classic genres like kurosawa the spaghetti westerns things like that and you know out of the spaghetti westerns now you've got the mandalorian which i am loving i mean who doesn't love baby yoda grogu what are you talking about (laughs) look i know his name is grogu that's a spoiler alert sorry guys if you haven't seen season two guess what there's a spoiler here but I don't care what Sorry. his real name is. He's Baby Yoda. Oh, it's so cute. Um, I, I was obsessed with Mandalorian. Yes. And, and I only say was because I'm done watching it for now. Yeah. Because, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was amazing. And I love the the, um, the feel of it. And, honestly, it reminds me um, of um, Westworld, which I don't know if you've seen. Bits and but pieces, I was, yeah. I was, I'm a, I was obsessed. 
I only say was because I've finished watching it already, <laughs> all of it in its entirety, uh, twice, by the way. Um, oh, wow, yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm a big, like, if I like a, a show or a movie, I, I watch it, like, a few times because, you know, sometimes you miss things. You don't hear something. Uh, oh, yeah. Someone called you and then you miss a little, you know. So I love to hear stuff like that. And um, But, yeah, Westworld I thought was super interesting. And that, um, it, in the new season, they're kind of more on um, uh, just the, your human um kind of like going back to the star wars thing like how humans can be good or bad and and both and how we're like so complex and then the yep. the robots right um are like seeing this in us and being like hmm like they they're very complex creatures they're not just like good or bad you know which yep. makes them kind of think maybe maybe we shouldn't take over and kill them all yeah it, it's an interest super interesting uh show too i think that one I hadn't thought about that one in a while. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> what show or uh, franchise are you like totally into right now? So right now um, it's the expanse um, and that's on Amazon prime. Yes. Yes. Loving that. Yeah, it's that, a little intense. Yeah. I'm, I'm still getting into that one. I, I still have to watch that one, but I'll tell you what last uh, comic con that I went to 2019 the Expanse uh, was part of Amazon Prime Video's uh, Comic-Con off-site. They had three mm. immersive experiences uh, for the three individual shows that they were promoting. Uh, the Expanse, The Boys, and Carnival Row. So you could, mm. you could go in, and it was huge, huge. You could go into these different activations, what they're called, and... Uh, you'd like jumped right into that world. Like you were in the world of the expanse or the boys uh, or carnival row, which all three of them are fantastic. If anybody out here hasn't seen them yet, seriously, check them out. They are so good. Um, but the way they did it. Yeah. I felt like I was in that world at that moment. So uh, yeah, Amazon prime, wow. they got some good stuff. Uh, the expanse, totally totally worth checking out i've got to pay more attention to that one uh right now <laughs> for me i'm into american gods oh interesting that i one, have not seen that i'm gonna write that down yeah that one's on stars and uh, it, oh my god it's a brian fuller so if you're familiar with brian fuller's work he uh he also did the hannibal series on nbc mm. uh he he treats he, he's like a david lynch he treats uh, movies and TV and film as it, as if it were art. It's all it's mm. colorful. There are themes. You know, it's not just eye candy. It there, there's a motif going on, and uh, it this one, American Gods is about the old gods uh, versus the new gods. The old gods being Odin, Easter, uh, all the traditional gods and mythology that people throughout time grew up with. And then now you've got the new gods that people are uh, worshiping that you've got Mr. World, uh, Mr. Technology. Um, what is it? Uh, social media now. Now they've got new media oh. and just so much out there. Huh. It, it's this constant struggle for for humanity's uh, for humanity's sake. And once again, each each God thinks they're doing the right thing none of them thinks that they're the they're the bad god they they all think they're, they're trying to help humanity so you, you get to see that 
Well, they're, they're not perfect. They do good. They do bad. You know, same, same with everybody else. And uh, it's based off the book by Neil Gaiman, who, whose work is also just freaking brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about sci-fi and Comic-Con for like forever now. You, you got me on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to watch American Gods. Um, I, I like that, that whole concept of, um, you know, just like the gods and, you know, trying to pull strings and do whatnot. And I like how you mentioned that social media is one of them. So that's pretty, that's pretty interesting, which it, it makes total sense. Um, yeah, I like those kind of, um, those, those kind of shows that there was one on Amazon. It's called like, um, good and evil or something like i can't remember but oh, it's yeah. basically like an angel and a devil yes. or like an angel and a demon i i i, I like I that and that then like the, yes. it's pretty I mean, interesting david tennant and uh, michael sheen are brilliant in that show i love both those actors and they are just they play off each other so well you know when you've got that kind of chemistry between your two main actors you, you can't deny that that's that was so good yeah, I like that whole whole little funny concept. Um, not not sci-fi, but um, the good place is also kind of like that. Like, oh yeah, like heaven, right? I don't know if you've seen it, but I saw I love a, a bit of it. I, I got yeah. so stoked because <laughs> my mom finally watched that show. The last time I talked to her, she had just seen season one, so I'm like, shit, I can't talk about Jason Mendoza. <laughs> she doesn't know who he is yet. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's hard when you've seen the whole like all the seasons of a show and then like someone you know just starting you're just like oh look <laughs> you don't want to say anything but you're so excited exactly it's like okay watch it quick so we can talk about it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i that's how i felt like with mandalorian and expands like um my my stepdad watches them too he's yeah. really in a sci-fi and i'd be like oh have you seen any episode and you're like no don't say anything and i'm just like all right okay hurry up hurry up <laughs> But I'll tell you what, uh, back just quickly back to American Gods, Orlando Jones as Mr. Nancy, uh, or the uh, the technical name, uh, the god is Anansi, A-N-A-N-S-I. He oh. is fucking brilliant. Oh, my God. Orlando Jones should get every single award for the role he played. <laughs> and the rumor is, I, I, I don't know if it's for real, um, he, he posted on social media uh, last year that uh, they kicked him off the show because he was too controversial. Wait, what? I, yeah. you know, I feel like I've, I've, I think I've met him. Was he in the, um, uh, what was it called? The Headless Horseman um, show? Wasn't there a Headless Grim. Horseman show recently? Yes. Grim? Yeah, yeah he, no, he no, was... No. Uh, he, he was the, he was one of the cops. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Yes. 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 That's okay. It. So I I worked at Comic Con that year when they took all the headless horsemen. Mm -hmm. To I don't know if you saw them walking around. Oh, I did. But okay, so I was I was um like a handler for one of them. So I helped them put the costume on, and then I walked around comic-con with them and making sure no one like knocked them over or like you know yep. okay, assisting then. with photos and stuff so. in that case then i most likely bumped into you because i know i took a picture with one of them mm, that's too funny yeah see i i've i've been to the comic-con a lot and it's usually working but yeah that's so funny that you mentioned the Orlando Jones. i'm like wait i remember that yep. guy. Uh, uh, 
I was sitting through, I sat through the Sleepy Hollow panel just to get to another one. And I, that's a common <laughs> thing that for, for people who haven't been to Comic-Con, they don't clear the panel rooms after every panel. So if you really want to see one panel, you're probably going to have to sit through two or three other ones because you want to save your spot. So I sat through Sleepy Hollow to get to, I don't even remember which panel, but I'm sitting there and I see the <laughs> cast. They, they they actually showed the pilot and I'm like, oh, I'm watching this show. I had no idea what it is. And that's one of the best things I love about going to Comic-Con is that's how you find your favorite show. I, I discovered Sleepy Hollow that way. I discovered um, Limitless that way. Uh, they didn't last as long as I'd like them to, but uh, they, they were definitely fun while they while they did last. Man. Oh. And I saw, oh, I missed yeah. Comic Con last year. Me too. Yeah, I didn't get. I, I mean, it's just, oh, gosh, I just, I'm just gonna put a prayer out there that uh, yeah. that we can have Comic Con in 2022, please. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I will because, be there because, like you said, you know, you use that, you use sci-fi as that escape because you know when the world's turning to shit around you. At least, you know, with Comic-Con, you got five days where you can just immerse yourself in your favorite TV show or movie and just chill out and just forget about all the shit that's going on for five days. That's the way I look at it. That, that's what Comic-Con does for me. Yeah, I, I, I freaking love it. Um, I've, I've been with my um, with my family and uh, family friends and like took my son took his friends there and like they you know it, it's just so cool like i remember one time um we were walking through my son's like mom stop look it's mike morales and i'm like mike morales, who is that apparently that's the new like spider-man yep. right and it was a guy dressed like him and he's like oh, i want a picture and i'm like okay and i'm like i didn't even know like <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know it was a you know a character and he, here my son is like pointing it out um yeah i i love comic-con and yeah the whole escape is something i mean since we didn't have Comic Con, I, I will say I've spent about the um, a total of five days just escaping and watching oh, yeah. shows here and there. Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, today is just uh, you know, let's just immerse ourselves in what's going on in, in outer space in the future. Like that, that'll take your mind off some, you know. Yeah, let, let's try events. to find a little bit of hope here. You know. <laughs> Well, That's right. It's like, oh, look at these, look at, look at these people expanding into Mars and the other, you know, and the other planets. Like, gives gives you something to look forward to. And, and you were talking about celebrity sightings. My favorite, the favorite one that I had, I didn't even know it happened until I got home later. Um, I was, I, my wife and I had just come out of a panel, and I, you know how you know you want to sit through the panel, but you really, it's it's time to go. So I, I, I just had to go to the bathroom really badly. So I'm like, I'm going to go. I'll meet you right back here. I'm like plowing through the crowd, trying to get to the men's room. And there's some weird guy dressed with a Darth Vader helmet painted orange and a Donald Trump wig on top, swinging a golf club like a lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. How the, for, my first question was, how the hell did he get a golf club in here? You know, because they've got their their policies and stuff. And then he's yeah. out there, you know, people are laughing, taking pictures and whatnot. And I'm just like, okay, let me, I just kind of brushed past him. And my focus was just, I had to get to the Ben's room. Come to find out later, that was Mark Hamill. 
I'm like, what? oh my god! I breathed on Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that that's my thing. And I'm like, and I didn't even freaking know it. Wow! Oh, he's the freaking coolest dude. I follow him on Instagram. Oh and yeah! I was like, oh, he's so cool, dude. <laughs> I, I love following him uh, on Twitter because he his tweets are yeah. hilarious. They're the best. Yeah, he has this freaking hilarious stuff. And oh god, yeah, he he seems like the coolest uncle like you could ever have. Seriously, and the commercials he did with uh, Patrick Stewart for uh, Uber Eats. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> the, first, the first one is the best. They, basically, they're in a, a warehouse, you know, because COVID, they keep social distancing. But uh, Mark Hamill comes out and he's like, I'm going to have this delivered. And then Patrick Stewart comes out of the shadows with a cricket bat. And he's like, I'm going to have this delivered. And, you know, it's the, you see the the product placement. They They do all that. And Patrick Stewart goes, careful, Hamill daddy's not here to save you this time and hamill goes oh i am my daddy wait what <laughs> what <laughs> exactly and it's like wait what? why did i say that <laughs> it's so great oh, to see man, to see these good. big stars just in in this element where they've got this massive sense of humor yeah, they're they're. I think I think uh, I think Mark Campbell's definitely got a really great sense of humor. Um, yeah, I I'm kind of sad that he's not going to be in any more movies. Honestly, I mean, at least it doesn't oh, seem like on. he is. <laughs> he's a force ghost now. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess they're just. I think they they're probably just going to bring in his voice for like the rest of the time. You know, like when like Ray really needs some help and like they all come in. I think that that's they're going to work. I him hope. In. I mean, I if, hope. Look, if, they better. Okay, spoiler alert. If they worked him into the fi into the season finale of the Mandalorian, they can still work him into other things. That's true. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that for a second. That's right when he comes and takes Grogu. Oh, that was so beautiful. If, if, I cried that. I cried during that scene too. If, that so did I. I'm like, you oh. did? Oh god, it's not this me. Okay, that was like really like I was like, Luke is back and he's gonna say like he literally saved them. They were about oh god. And spoiler alert. Exactly. I mean, first of all, the, you know, the ass kicking was was you know awesome. It was like. Darth right. Vader and Rogue One, you know, type stuff. And then oh, he comes in and yeah, you see and you see Grogu just kind of walk up to him and like, ah, like, hold me. And it's like, yeah, yes. the arms of, oh, yes. that was so beautiful. Oh, I loved it. That was, yeah, the Mandalorian is a must watch, I think. Like, that was great. I, I'm really happy they did that. Oh, oh my God. My little cousin was in it. I just remembered. I, I recently found out. Yes. She's like um, a little, um, like a child actor trying, okay. trying to, you know, um, do that. And I, my aunt posted a photo. She was in the, um, in the school, you know, when they put Grogu in like a school yes. and, and it was like a classroom. She's like one of the kids in the classroom. I, I didn't even, I, I was like, what? That's amazing. Okay. I'm, I'm going to watch that episode. And I'm just to warn you guys now, I'm going to get mad about that kid that didn't share his cookies. It wasn't that one. But yeah, I got mad Thank at God. that one too. I'm like, how dare you not share? Do you know who that is, baby Yoda? <laughs> I mean, who's not going to share their cookies uh, with Grogu? Come on. He's adorable. 
Yeah, that was that was funny. My son got a kick out of that out of that scene. Um, he grabs he ends up grabbing the cookie anyway, right? With the oh force. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we we had a good laugh about that. That was good. I mean, either way, he's getting the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh God, Star Wars man. All right, really, well, really put a smile on your face. Yes, definitely. Oh my God, for. For everybody listening, go out and watch this stuff. It's nerdy. It's dorky. We love it. It's so cool. And it's just fun to watch. So, yeah, seriously, go out and watch this stuff. But after <laughs> you've listened to this podcast and after you have found Sadae online. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up for now. You know, we'll, we'll talk Comic-Con more offline because, you know, we can talk all day, right? Uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> but uh, before we do that. Uh, let's tell everybody where they can find you and your work online, because I'm looking at this art still. And first of all, I think it needs to be done in Artist Alley. That's what I think. You should be behind the table in Artist Alley saying, hey, buy my art. <laughs> I might give it a shot once, uh, you know, once it all, everything opens up again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really hope you do, because uh, uh, personally, I will be directing so many people to your table. Thank you. I appreciate that. But in the meantime, um, before we get you uh, actually on the exhibit hall floor, uh, where can my <laughs> listeners find you online? Well, um, you can find Mercine on Instagram and Facebook. Um, on Instagram, it's mer, it's M-Y-R dot scene, C-E-N-E. And on Facebook, it's uh, Mercine brand. Um and if you want to check out our website, it's www.mercine.co. Um, and yeah, you can also, I, you can always find me on um, Sativa Media, Feminist Portrait Gallery, and Creatress Art on Instagram too. And those are just, those are my other uh, creative projects. Yeah. yeah. And I, I highly recommend everybody check all that stuff out. Don't just... Don't just check out the Mercine clothing brand. Uh, seriously, check out all of her work because it is, it's worth it. I guarantee you it's going to be worth it. You're going to love this stuff. Um, once again, thank you so much for coming on here. I really appreciate you spending uh, the last hour with me. This has been, this has been a lot of fun. This is going to be the highlight of my Saturday. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, same here. Thank you so much for uh, having me, and I'm I'm happy to you know do a, a specific uh, sci-fi um, episode with you anytime. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You, I'll have to have you come back on a little bit, and uh, we'll we'll just talk sci-fi shit. We'll just smoke and talk sci-fi. That'll be great. I'm open. Just let me know. <laughs> definitely. And when things open up again, you're always welcome to come down, and we'll watch Star Trek. I'll I'll, I'll get you into it. <laughs> okay yeah that's right i i, I have it on the to-do list awesome. check out star trek <laughs> <laughs> all right well once again thank you very much and you have a great day and uh everybody stay lifted have a good one <laughs>